3702. SMS us now on 31702. 25 minutes to go before we get to 10 o'clock. Welcome back. You're listening to Gershwin Brooks here on Talk at 9 on both Cape Talk and 702. And up next, we're going to have a very uplifting conversation. But just a quick reminder, and I'm just mentioning it because I heard the, the Bongani Bingba promo on 702, and that was around the issue of bullying. And, uh, you know, this mum's desperate call about her child being bullied. And then uh, it's an honest question for the open line, guys. How do we bullyproof our children? It, for me, it's, it's an ongoing obsession and fear. Um, my kids are still very young. I uh, haven't c- come across it yet. But for those of you who have experience, how does one go about that? 11 But a far more uplifting conversation. And it's a beautiful book that I'm holding in my hands. I'm, uh, I'm, I've, I've paged through it very briefly. A Dream Realized, The Challenges and Triumphs of Building uh, Mandela Legacy uh, as Told. Uh, to uh, by and this is by Ulrika Hill, as well as Zanele Chakela, who joins us. Ulrika joins me in studio, whereas Zanele joins me on the line. And good evening to you, Ulrika. And let me say good evening to Zanele as well. Good evening to you. Good evening. Thank you for having us on the show. Wonderful stuff. Hi. Great stuff. Hi. Hi. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, let's start with you, Ulrika. I mean, um, I, you know, here's this hospital. Um, it's it's very and obviously it does bear the name of of Nelson Mandela. So clearly, it's important. It's a children's hospital, um, but very rarely do you, do you find a situation where if someone comes to you and says to you, "Listen, write a book about a hospital." <laughs> You know, it's where, you know, you go in, you get, you ill, you go in, you seek treatment with the hope that you leave there healed and, and in a better situation. What's the story behind this? How were you approached in writing this book? It's one of my favorite stories. Um, well, what happened was the hospital trust at the time approached me and they said they would like to write a story about the hospital. Mm. And would I be interested in writing? And I was sitting in one of the family rooms in the hospital that had been completed. And I was inspired. I had all this, the children's artwork around. And mm. I went through on the tour of the hospital and there were playrooms. And it was really an inspiring place. Mm. And I think for me, and this is quite an important part, while I was writing about it, I thought I knew about hospitals. I mean, I have children. <laughs> And two of them, two boys playing rugby. So I often find myself so, so, in yeah, hospitals. Yeah, you've done your fair share of time. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, so I've been in hospitals. But to be quite honest, I think that we as parents and as the average person in the street, we actually do not know mm. how the system works in South Africa. And this is a pediatric hospital, specialized. So it works on a referral basis. Mm. And I think that, and, and this is also an important part, and um, this is how Zanelli came and became involved in the book with me, mm. is that we had to tell the story so that people can engage. You know, it's all very well. Mm-hmm. I can go out and write a white paper or whatever on a hospital. But how, how many people, the average person, the average parent, yeah. how would they engage with this hospital? And that is where the storytelling came in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is a book about, the various stories, the, a group of people who came up with this idea and said, we're going to build a hospital and was mandated by Nelson Mandela. Mm. So we're talking quite a few years ago. And so we sat down, I 
pulled Zanelli into it because, um, mm. you know, we're both writers. And I said, Zanelli, you have to help me. This is a so, big project. So, so I want to hear that part of the story from Zanelli because what I find interesting is generally you have one author to a book and there's sure. two in this instance. Um, I'll get you on that one. But I'll come back to you, Ulrika, on, on, on the tragedy that sort of under, also underlies the building of this hospital because it's you know it's not one of those where someone just in a vacuum said that listen we need a children's hospital there was actually a tragic that sure. preceded a tragedy mm. that preceded this so Nele, as i said you know how how do you become um the co-staring you know the featuring <laughs> 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 because as i said you know normally in, in any uh, book um you know there's one author and we find let's go ahead finish the project done and dusted um you know how will you approach what what did you bring to the book okay um well i was approached by orica we we did a writing course together um in our honors year mm. it. um and uh, according to to her version of events she enjoys my style of writing and so she invited me to write the book with her and basically, that's how it became the co-staring, as you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really as simple as that, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, for you, what did you feel that you're bringing to this, uh, you know, uh, you know, to the story of this hospital? Because I think ultimately, uh, Ulrika really, uh, you know, sort of outlined it. You know, it's it's one thing if you have to write a story of a community, if you have to write a story of. Uh, a particular individual that's easier right because it's complex it's layered there's tragedy there's drama there's comedy there's romance there's all kinds of things that you can throw into it but um, when it comes to a hospital which ultimately is an inanimate object and is made animate by the people who occupy it and sometimes tragically so i'm sure it's a difficult sort of storytelling process um, yes, it is difficult, um, especially as you said. It, it's a sensitive, it's a sensitive issue. Mm. Um, speaking of an inanimate object that is a hospital building, but mm. I think more than it being a story about a hospital building is about um, you know the legacy of um, the people that made it come to fruition. You know, mm. Um, mm. it was a group of people inspired by um, the death of a child, mm. um, inspired by Dadunov, um, who really um, shared the vision of bringing the hospital about. You know? yeah. um, and it, it was a, a joint effort, a global effort, really. Um, local people got involved, um, global people got involved, and it's really a story about the people. Um, a story about the children, a story about the legacy, more than it being a story about the building. I hear you, I hear you. But let's get back to you, Ulrika, on this, on this underlying tragedy. I mean, Zanele introed us to, to what had happened here, the death of a five-year-old. Um, and all too often, and I think South Africa is a country that's burdened and filled with so much tragedy, especially the deaths of children. I mean, if you listen to the latest Eyewitness News, if you listen to the news from last week, uh, we had this horrible death of this child in Elsie's River, you know, um, who was eventually found in, in, in Paro, mm. whose body was found in Paro. The, the suspect was f- eventually found in the Eastern Cape, etc., etc. I mean, it's just absolutely tragic, the world that we live in. Um, plus, you know, we have a legacy with, with uh, children who died because of HIV and AIDS because they got it from mummy and, you know, because she was in. So it's, it's a lot of tragedy. We have uh, stunted children, uh, malnutrition. The list goes on and on. What made this death of this five-year-old, uh, you know, so 
prominent that it was decided that we're yeah. going to build this hospital? Look, I think that the be- uh, the death, of, and then we actually start the book off mm. on um, about the death of this child. Mm, but, mm. you know, if we look at it, it's a five-year-old, a child who hasn't begun his life. No. And the mom said, um, you know, when she was called, you know, it's one of those phone calls you don't want to get and say, your child is critically ill and we need to get your child to a specialist hospital. Um which one would you like us to take this child to? Mm. And the mom said, well, to the nearest children's hospital. And the paramedic said, um, well, that's in Cape Town. We don't have time, you know. Mm. And she said, but surely we have more children's hospital? And I understand that feeling because she'd go, mm. my child's critically ill. Why are you asking me these questions? Get him to our hospital. Anyway, so what happened is that the child was taken to a hospital, but... Um, they had to organize a pediatrician to be there and his um, mm. injuries were really severe. Mm. But not only that, because this child was in critical care or an ICU, mm. he was with grown-ups and he was with nurses who deal with grown-ups mm-hmm. and grown-up injuries and grown-ups' needs. And the nurses weren't used to dealing with children with yeah. such severe injuries. Anyway, the child died. And when the story um, was relayed to Nelson Mandela, and he said, it's unacceptable that we only have one specialist child hospital here in South Africa. Mm, mm. But I think that during the time that the child was in the hospital, mm. they noticed a lot of stuff, you know, that, um, and I think Zanelli will, that's <laughs> one of my favorite parts in the story, where Zanelli wrote about her going into hospitals and she, she has a fear and there's a lot of it. it's a common fear for yeah, people yeah. going into a hospital and it's it's like uh, clinical and it's mm, beep mm, beep beep mm. beep and people rushing and it's a quite a scary world imagine you're a five year old and you're yeah, like ill yeah, exactly do you understand so yeah. it was like that is unacceptable we need specialists not only the specialist care but we need mm. an environment that a child will come in already traumatized and not feel that extra trauma because they're a, in a terrible a, world. And it's a very scary place. And, 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 you know, there's so many other issues that come up with it. I mean, I remember my first uh, stay in a hospital was at the <laughs> age of four, if not before that. And, and, you know, despite the fact that I was so small, I, I still remember it. Yeah. Um, and that is because of the trauma. It's a scary yeah. place, right? And again, you know, unless yeah. <laughs> I remind the listeners that I was born in 1982. So when I was in hospital, I was about, that was about 1985, 1986. So uh, back then they didn't really care. So here you are yeah. sleeping in a room with two adult men. Absolutely. They're snoring all night long and you're scared half to death, you know. Yeah. Zanele, I mean, for you, what was the experience there? I mean, I can only imagine you as an adult and imagine what children would have to go through going into hospital. Yes, I've always been petrified of hospitals. So um, when we had to attend the first meeting, mm. um, which was a brainstorming session on the book, um, had to you know step back and think about it a little. You know, so we're meeting at a hospital, and are we going to see a lot of um, sick kids? Which would be really heartbreaking. You know, what what kind of space is this going to be? Because mm. you know, hospitals mm. have this traditional sort of sterile feeling mm. to them mm. and like the smells associated and the sounds associated to um being in a hospital you know too much so, bleach um, and it's, the lights are just too too bright basically exactly yeah yeah so you well um i went through i went through imagining you know that sort of setting 
Um, and I was quite pleasantly surprised when I arrived because it is quite a beautiful hospital. Mm. Um, and it doesn't really feel like you're in a normal hospital, you know. There's lots of color around, lots of um, creative things that were done, you know, uh, pictures that were drawn by the children themselves, um, benches that were designed by, um, by you know, students who were inspired by children who um, used clay figurine. Was it clay, Ulrika? Uh Yeah, plasticine. It was kids for the yes. first mm. time in their life they actually used plasticine, the monster benches. Oh, it's one of yes, my favorite chapters. Benches. Yeah, oh, shame, yes. <laughs> because so, that's the thing so about it. it. Was, uh, so, so sorry to interrupt, but I mean that's the thing about it. Sort of almost kids and their design elements adding to this hospital to make it comfortable for kids. If I'm if, if I'm getting you right there, Zanele. Yes, yes. Um, so it, it it was really really nice. You know, there's 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 this part where there's a train. Mm. Um, yes, there's a train. If I remember correctly, it's a it's a wooden train yeah. or a metal train that's also very colourful. Mm. Um, yes, and sorry, can know, I just interrupt there? Sorry, Z. Yes. Um, the train you're talking about was the one that is designed by Mary Sabanda. She's one of the well-known artists in South Africa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes. it's a life-size. Um, train, so uh-huh. you know, like where you get the wooden train, and yeah. the one, and and we just want, we actually, uh, I don't think you were there that day, Z, when we were with the students, and we all climbed into the train. It was like <laughs> we had to take part. We had to be in this train. It was like going into a world of imagination. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely stunning. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that for me is, it's just you know, it almost completes this uh, this experience. You know, in terms of, and obviously, Zanella, you'll tell me some more about some of the other features that that are child friendly, for lack of a better term. Because as you said, hospitals can be big, gloomy, uh, scary, very intimidating spaces. I mean, I have three kids of my own, so you can imagine I've spent some time in hospital as well. <laughs> uh, my daughter was a yeah. preemie, and then at the age of six months, had pneumonia. So we had to spend some more time mm-hmm. in hospital. But she, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't say now. I mean, she's she's crazy as hell, which is a good, a good sign always. But um, <laughs> the thing is, you know, during that period, you can't help but look at the situation. And as much as, I mean, this is obviously a private hospital and, and you know, you think No, no, it's this. not. No, no, I'm saying for my experience. Oh, the I'm one that you were at. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the okay, No, no, no. Yes. So obviously, and you do, you know, you, you feel that this is the best that money can buy, yeah. you know, in terms of healthcare and uh, keeping the child uh, comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. But it sounds like the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, in particular, um, focuses on on you know making it as, as as comfortable for the children as possible. What are some of the other features, uh, Zanele, that, that, that you know that stood out for you? That that's really important in in making the the stay for children as comfortable as possible. Yes. Um, so, what I, what comes to mind now is this really nice initiative that they have at the hospital, which is a radio station. That's run by children. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> um, it's called Radio Lollipop. If I'm, yeah, uh, correct, if I remember yeah. correctly, Radio Lollipop, um, and you know the the children are the presenters, and I think they also produce. It's really cute. Um, so I think that's that's a really nice touch. Um, in addition to to all the other artworks that are there. Um, I, I'm not too sure about what happens within the wards themselves, mm. um, but I, I do know that it's a, it's a it's a stimulating space for children to be in. Um, even though the reality is that it is a hospital, and you know there are big machines that um, could possibly be intimidating for children, but they do their best yeah. um, in the way of 
making it a child-friendly And I guess before, before, Rika, you come in, I, I just want to also, like, you know, the, what stands out for me is that despite all of this in the background, they are not children just there with a severe flu or... No, no, no. Uh, you know, the common cold. These are really ill children. These ultimately. are really ill. In fact, I remember once, I um, I think was one of my editors I took in, and she said, where are the children? And I said, they're sick in bed. So at that stage, um, you know, we couldn't go into the wards. Mm. Obviously, you know, now the hospital was becoming fully functional. And um, so the whole idea is that the children are really sick. Mm. And they're not going to be walking down corridors or stuff like that. And and there are beautiful gardens, which are also used in terms of the healing process Mm, and stuff. mm, mm. And... You know, they're there to uplift the children psychologically, but we are talking about children that referred from the other hospitals, mm. you know, that are going to your cancer. Um, you've, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think of all of that because there are five different um, sections in the hospital. Okay. And um, so they are where they, you know, when you're operating on, say, a child with a heart, you've mm. got to have the special skill. You know, a child's mm. heart is tiny. But, you know, that's not really where I get involved. You know, mine mm-hmm. was, uh, was Zanelli and I, we wrote about the hospital. But what was interesting, and I don't know if you remember, Z, the um, MRI machines. You know, oh, I never, ever want to go in one of those. I promise yeah. you. I don't care. That but, is once would you know, never they, want to do Yeah, it you go yeah. in and it's, but it's, it's, there's a story around it. There are beautiful decorations. And then mm-hmm. the um, nurses that are involved, they also mm. have very, um, you know, child-friendly, you know, they don't wear white scrubs and stuff. Okay. okay? Yeah. And the children are, they, they also have, like, for example, going into operation, they have their choice of what flavor and aesthetic they want, for example. Yeah. So it gives them an involvement in yeah. their, some power. Mm, in mm. their treatment. In their treatment, yeah. Absolutely. So they don't feel like, hey, you know, all these big people talking all these big language and words and, yeah, and just not looking and at me and I'm just like lying here and I'm so scared. I don't know what to mm, do. Mm. So um, I think those were some of the, the very interesting. And then there's Simba Carts, mm. very, very, and that was um, a industrial um, design student mm. who did it for his thesis and eventually going on to supply the carts once the hospital is finished and beautiful carts. I mean, you have to go and see. I can't even do no, justice No, it's, it's, it's definitely something yeah. that, uh, I mean, as you said, uh, especially if you really care for yeah. this and something that you investigate, the story that sure. you cover it in any form yeah. that you need to go see. But I just wanted to ask you, and I mean, you touched yeah. on it just a couple of minutes ago um, and when we've about uh, three minutes left in our conversation. So the one thing is we talk about this hospital, people are listening to our conversation about it. And all too often what the problem is for people who have access to, to private health care, nine out of ten times, many, I'm not saying entirely, and this sure. hospital wouldn't have been built if there was uh, the resources, the available resources, even in the private space. But generally, mm. for people who access private health care, it's less of a worry if you get what I'm saying. Because, you know, there's... Yeah. In your mind, medical aid yeah. can sort it out. The money exists yeah. to sort out this particular yeah. problem. But all too often for many people who are poor, they don't have yeah. access to this. And that is a critical, critical. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to come in on that because yeah, I know we it. don't have a lot of time and it's quite an important aspect. Cause mm. So number one, 
I think I have to highlight that no child will be turned away. So even now, it's, Z, we're going to have problems with that word again. Charlotte McQuake. Am I Ma- saying it right? McQuake. I know. You, I keep you saying. It. See, that's why I need a Z. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's down the road. Yeah. Okay. So if a child were to come there, let's just say argument's sake with a, a runny tummy or something, they first assess that the child is not in danger mm. and they will then refer it the child up. But the most important thing is that it's going to be sick children come no matter what the financial circumstances are. Mm. And I think that's an important, that's why we call it a hybrid. So it is supported by government and obviously this is something that the hospital goes into. Yeah. And obviously, um, you know, people that come there the doctors will not know whether you're a private patient or you yeah. are a child you know, it's, it's, it, there's got to be no discrimination. These are children. Yeah. And we've no. got to remember that. Children deserve the best health care and the best future that we can give them. And it's, a, you know, it's a, obviously it's still quite limited in its geographical reach, but it de- definitely makes a big difference that you have both a specialist hospital in Gauteng in the form of Absolutely. the uh, Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital as well as in, in Cape Town. So, yeah. you know, you're covering two major hubs and then people can uh, are at least able to move between the two then. Um, uh, Zanele, I mean, just as a final word on this one, if, if in 30 seconds, and I know it doesn't do it justice, but I mean, the biggest experience you gained out of writing this book? I mean, I always say that um, the most important about writing the book is just realizing what we as a country can do um, and what we as a global community can do, really. You know, um, mm. as the old saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child, and that's exactly what it is. And that is still very much Okay. Um, I'm so sorry, Zanella. The line is failing us literally at the end of, of, of the conversation with you there. So we'll say goodbye to you there. And for you, in 30 seconds, I mean, what, what stood out for you? What, what lessons stood out for you, Ulrika? Well, I think the most important thing that not only did I work with the most amazing team of people in writing this book, but I learned some valuable lessons that in South Africa, as a community, irrespective of your background, mm. your experience, we we can we can achieve amazing things, and this hospital is proof of it. Oh, for sure! Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, ultimately, you know, I think it's a it's a stunning book. I saw that this book is available on the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital and website in, and in retail stores and as in well. retail stores yeah. as well. I mean, it's a beautiful book. I'm, I, I looked at the cover. It's vibrant. It's alive. It's yes. not sort of telling the story of tragedy and mm. sadness and you know, children's hospital cry a tear, but rather a story of upliftment. It's totally, it's, it's, it's an inspiration. We start off with a sad story and there are some challenging moments, but it just goes to show what people can achieve. So definitely an inspirational story. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us.